All right, guys. Uh, this is the Mississippi Sports Report. This is John and Ked. We're going to be talking Tippa County Sports at the RCTV 19 Studios in Ripley, Mississippi. We're live for the first time today. So we're going to see how things go. How are you making it today, Ked? Man, good. Looking Slowly forward to this. Yeah. 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 So we're going to be talking really whatever whatever we, we first, think about. We've got a first live viewer. Oh, we got one. one. Uh, they're coming. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we're going to be talking uh, Joe Bowl, which was last week for sure. We're going to be talking Ripley, their hot start to the season. They yep. rolled again last week. We're going to be talking probably maybe talk about Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Mississippi State looked they looked salty. Your Bulldogs. They did. Uh, I did not see a snap of college football thanks to uh, Plain Gate. 2022. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It had me on the run as well, so we were both kind of out. Yeah. Trying to track that down. Playing yeah. cake got us for sure. Playing and cake. it was my little girl's birthday, so I'm like to oh, yeah. I see her going to smack at me. Ruined yeah. first opening day of college. Game no game day. Little yeah. girl's birthday, the whole thing. So anyway, we're gonna jump right into it. We're gonna start talking the Joe Bowl, which was last Thursday between Faulkner and Walnut. If you're not familiar, big time rivalry. Oh yeah. But if you're listening to this, most likely you're familiar. Yeah. So Walnut kind of continued their Dominance in the series, the T Sun, I guess, the school up north yeah. for, for Faulkner for folks. Faulkner. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, fourth in a row. Uh six out of the last seven. Six out of the last seven. They they looked they they looked pretty good too, I mean, to start the season. I oh, think I they're mean, and they then two A, I think they I mean, I think they got a shot in their district anyway. Yeah. They I mean they they look they looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. You know, they looked solid, you know, and uh, got that three-headed monster of – got three big backs. Three big backs, but 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 really – so we're talking three big backs, and they're all big contributors. Yeah. But Commander on Grays had a really strong start to the season. Seven yeah. touchdowns yeah. through – he's played roughly three quarters yeah. total yeah, in, had, in uh, two big wins. Yeah, I mean, he's probably going to be – He's going to get on the radar from uh, – Yeah, 6'1", 220. Yeah. Big kid. Anyway, Walnut just kind of controlled the game from from start to finish. But I will say this. Faulkner looked better than they had the last two years. They did. That's something that uh, Walnut Coach John Meek said in post game. you know, that he – you know, that he could They fought hard. They – I mean, they – They did. I mean, they – you know – they they played to the end and got a score there. They hadn't scored the last two yeah. years, and so they they did did yeah. get a score in the in the game to make it thirty six eight. Yeah, final. And, yeah, and that's something that uh, Coach Anglin at Farmer talked about. You know, I asked him, you know, how big was that for you know confidence boost? You know, and he said, you know, it, it was big. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this game uh, doesn't affect either teams going no, forward. No. I mean, other than just bragging rights and. Et cetera, et cetera, and, yeah. and the games heated. Obviously, I mean, they both want to win. Yeah, man, it was a good, good time. It, it was, was a good, good atmosphere for. Yeah, for, I mean, it was a great atmosphere, and uh, you know, got a little chippy at the end. He got a little chippy, and it got yeah. a little chippy to start. I mean, we had kind of talked about yeah the signage situation, which typically the in the banner. So typically, in these rivalry games. You know, there's the banner game is on point usually yeah. because you, you want to bring you yeah. know some some heat. Yeah. And uh, 
So they did. Yeah. And that was actually the first thing when I walked up to Coach Anglin, the first thing he said was, have you seen the banner? Yeah. In which I hadn't seen the banner, but uh, for those of you, of you who do not know, there was a banner. It was basically a recreation of a tweet uh-huh. uh, that Coach Anglin uh, posted um, February 5th of 2021. Okay. And uh, it talked about uh, recruiting. It was recruiting, actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. High, at the high school level. Yeah, recruiting at, um, at the high school level. And um, he was asking about, you know, was that legal? And uh, I think that referred to, I'm pretty sure that that, that referred to the fact that T.J. Colum was at Faulkner, and then he ended up at Walnut the next year. Yeah. And so this time, Walnut had that banner up. It was referring to Chris Nunnally, who was at Walnut and now at Faulkner. Now, my personal thing on uh, recruiting is, you know, I believe that any kid should be able to go to any school. I 100% agree with that. No matter what. You know, if a parent wants to drive a kid 200 miles, so be it. Uh, I think they should go to the best situation, academically, school fit, athletically, for whatever reason. If if the parent's going to put in the time to send a kid wherever. But, of course, those are not the – for whatever reason, that's not the current MHSA it's not. And, setup. Uh, yeah, and so it does pretty much every year you'll hear, yeah, you hear that some, kind of chatter. You know, and uh, TCPS is they – the, Yeah, I mean, they got the uh, – they got what I consider kind of like the death penalty uh, for recruiting some, and uh, – or so alleged recruiting. Alleged recruiting. Yeah, and so – Well, I will say um, there's been some – Walnut's had some – we were talking earlier about they've had some – Oh yeah, they had a, signs. yeah. I mean, they had a banner. We got on ESPN here. Yeah, they made ESPN. A ten year, ten or, ten or twelve. Yes, I don't remember right exactly there. how it went, but it was basically it was a playoff game, and Walnut was like, "Hey, tell your dates that you'll be free next Friday. You know, <laughs> Cause you can't play tonight. You know, you can't date tonight because you're in the game. But but next week is it? But you'll be free next Friday. Yeah, we're and, bringing uh, this one down. Yeah. So anyway, sign games are. Part of high school football, I think, though. Like, yeah. I think, I mean, I've seen some some wild ones in yeah. my time covering sports for like yeah. 20 years. And, and then Faulkner was, was highly upset. Yeah. Players, coaches. And they ended up, did they did take the sign down. So they didn't really, really have much of a bearing on the game. I, w- I guess just from a sports standpoint, you know, you do kind of maybe use that as a little bit of motivation in game. You do. You should, you know, like. Yeah. Anything it takes to get a little motivated. So, so Walnut does come away with the win. They're two and zero. Faulkner's zero and two, but they're looking like an improved they are. squad they improved. at zero and two. I mean, you know, lots of experience, and uh, I mean Walnut was just you know they were just a little bit too much to take. A little too much. And, and, a heavy diet of gray. He finished yeah. with one hundred forty-one yards and uh, four scores. Last one was a. Um, Mix that uh, calls up the uh, the reverse, the reverse. The inside reverse kind of yeah. there, and it we got a good uh, so that was we, that was our broadcast game of the week on RCTV nineteen, yeah. and so I pulled a clip out from that. that yeah. Kind of uh, Owen Peyton Taylor was on the call. He sounded sounded good. We were right on the play, so we've got a good video oh, of that yeah. on our twelve Tippin County Sports good, Twitter yeah, with, with that you know, that partnership with Tippecanoe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it was that great, was a great. Uh, that was a great. Um, yeah. I've heard you know a lot of people talk about 
you know, how much they enjoyed it. And, that's, uh, and so that was, that's talking about last week's broadcast. This week's broadcast will be Ripley Kossuth. We'll talk a little bit about Ripley last week. Yeah. They rolled again. Yeah, they rolled once again. and uh, Kind of what we talked about in the preview for last week. Yeah. I mean, we kind of thought that it was, you know, a 50-point yeah. game yeah. there, and we were correct in that assumption that, you know, Ripley was going to handle business. So you play, they played two teams that they were just, just better than them at every phase of the game. Yeah. And they went out and took care of business and handled it, you know, handled it like, Handled it like they should. Yeah. Uh, game started about like uh, game yeah. one. Um, turnover on downs. Ripley score. Turnover. Ripley, well, actually, the second possession punt to um, C.J. Martin, uh-huh. who um, returned another kick. This time it was about 40, 45 yards. And, uh, they got some speedsters. At they Ripley. do. They got a couple uh, of couple of. Couple of speedy, speedy yeah. guys out there. And they forced some turnover. Jalen Brooks had a seventy-six yard fumble return. That was that was their last score um, of the game. So, and, and I will say this about Ripley: just they've kind of kept the playbook. You know, they. I don't think they've shown all their cards through the first two weeks. Yeah, I, I would. I had would to. say hey, they haven't had to. I mean, yeah. when you're when your defense is outscoring. Your defense is outscoring your first two weeks' opponents like whatever yeah. thirty-five nothing oh, yeah. through two weeks or whatever whatever yeah. it is. Like you're not having to break dig too deep into the no into the uh, yeah. into the playbook. So yeah. what else what else did we have going like, on there? Uh, between special teams, last two weeks, CJ Martin's had two uh, two scores, so that's twelve points. Michael Turner has a, has uh, a interception return, a uh, pick six. Uh, that's six. That's eighteen, and then three fumble recoveries. Three fumble recoveries. That's eighteen. Eighteen, sixteen. Thirty-four. Mass, that's thirty-four points. Thirty-four points without yeah. your without your offense, offense even. Not, they didn't even take a snap. They're up yeah. thirty-four zip, and then they, yeah. you know, special teams, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I don't know. We're uh, we're thinking that Ripley is, and we're going to write something on tempasports.com about how Ripley, you know, kind of where this season might could go. I mean, expectations – I mean, I think they were high coming into the season. Yeah. But now that they've just put a, a beating on two teams. And so I've talked to some people statewide that have been asking me, like, how good is this Ripley team? Like, how – you know, really how good? And I said, man, they're, they're very salty. Yeah. They're extremely salty. Uh, on on defense and their offense has got some playmakers. They got an experienced quarterback. I think the, the pieces are in place to really have a big year. Yeah, for the big, Tigers. Yeah, and that's what um, I'm working on. A uh, I'm gonna finish with a column now because that's been the number one question I've got all you know over the first two weeks. Um, what about Ripley? Um, you know, how good are they? Uh, and actually, somebody walked up uh, to me at work and said, well, certainly they're not going to beat Kyle like that. Who knows? That game's yet to be played. I yeah. will say that I saw Kyle um Corinth, last Friday night. Yeah. And, I mean, Kyle they're pretty salty as well. I mean, yeah. they you know they got some boys that will come hit you. They got experience kind of kind of similar to very similar to Ripley. They're yeah. tough on defense. Probably maybe doesn't have quite the playmakers that Ripley does, but they've got 
good running back. They're very well coached, experienced, um, experienced quarterback coming back. Yeah. They got a receiver. It's like six, three. I mean, they got a, a big guy, big yeah. receiver. Caught two touchdown passes against Corinth. They lost to Corinth on a. They went for two in overtime to win it last week against Corinth. Come up about. Six inches short. I mean, of, of was that at home or that was that was at Kasuth. At Kasuth, yeah. Big rivalry, you know, Kasuth Corinth in yeah. in Alcorn County there. So yeah. go that for was, the win at home and go for the win at home, which yeah. is, I mean, I think if you ask like most that. coaches, they say oh, yeah. go for the win at home, especially when you're kind of an under, you know, you're kind of you're three A playing up to a four A. Yeah. But so Kasuth, you know, they 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 beat a tough Baldwin team. On the road, week one, yeah. lost by one point to a much improved Corinth team from a season yeah. ago. I think this is a, a a different level of a for sure a different le- level oh, of yeah. opponent Man, to what yeah. um, I mean it's like night and day compared to what to, they've been playing. Yeah, and so I think playing. I will say I think that uh, I think that Ripley's at a little bit of a disadvantage in that sense. Because Kasuth has played two quality opponents in tough games, yeah. whereas Ripley's just kind of breezed through. Oh yeah. So this is going to be the first big test. The first test, and yep. then, you know, and we talked about that a little bit. The next three weeks, you got Kasuth at home, plus it's homecoming. Yeah, plus it's homecoming. So everybody's amped up. I mean, man, coaches hate homecoming week. Yeah. Just like well, especially uh, Coach Lyle, yeah. I mean, he's no I mean, fan they, of yeah, that. They, they hate homecoming week because there's so many distractions. And so it will tell a lot about where Ripley's head at, head is at as a group. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I mean, how they play that game. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, they're gonna have to ramp it up. Uh, but like, you know, I think I mentioned that last week. One thing that he said, Lyle said about uh, halftime of the Bahia game. They're up fifty. Ripley's up fifty-two to nothing at the half, uh-huh. and he said that the players, you know, were. Focused on business. Focused on business, you know, no uh, chit-chat, no giggles, no laughs. You know, and he looked at that, you know, as a good sign. I did as well. I agree. Also, taking care of a team that you should take care of, you know, that says a lot. If Ripley had been sloppy with these two wins, you know, that'd be something. If they'd have won 31-7 against a team they are 50 points better than, maybe that's a cause for concern. But you go in and handle business – Exactly how, you know, you, and you leave no doubt. You leave no doubt. So I think that uh, I definitely think that I definitely think I think Ripley is the favorite in this game. I would say that, but I do think it's a within a two-score game either way. I mean, I, if you know, Ripley, yeah, Ripley I, has a chance to make a big statement on homecoming. I will say that yeah. that Ripley has a chance to. To make a big statement, yeah, which they kind of—I mean, you know—they won their jamboree game against a tough opponent, took care of business, outscored their first two opponents. One, what is it? One. It is quick man. Do some quick one twelve one thirty one to six. Yeah, so you can't. I mean, you can't. No, one thirty sixty six. No, one thirty two. No, one twenty two. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm now we're trying to do the we quick talk, math. I tell you what, we're going to break out the pen and paper. But but one one some odd fifty six is one twenty two. One twenty two to six. One, but still, either way, you're out, outscoring your opponents. Uh, well, I can do the math on that. It's it's yeah. sixty one to three yeah. advantage through you know on average. So that's yeah. 
I think the largest, it's either the largest margin in the state or close to it through two weeks. Through two weeks. I think that's the biggest point spread in wins or or close to it. But yeah, I think, you know, they'll be, you know, who, they would be the favorite. You listen, if they hang, if they hang 40. Hang 40. If they went 40. 40, 20 or some on, you know, they pull out a three yeah. score, anything. I mean, I think anywhere in that vicinity, they've made a, a big statement against a yeah. quality opponent. Yeah. So we'll see. That is our RCTV 19 game of the week. That'll be broadcast all over the place. If you're watching this on social media or YouTube or wherever, you'll be able to watch it. The game live there or check out Mississippi sports group on YouTube. It'll be there in the best quality. Yeah. But I'm excited for that. I, oh, yeah. I think a lot of people in this area, I think it's one of the better better games in North Mississippi coming up as far as just that people are watching, both in 3A and 4A. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of teams looking at Kossuth in yeah, 3A. Yeah, because people want to see what Kossuth is going to do. And so this kind of, you know, they, they beat a good good Baldwin squad. They fell to a, a much improved current squad. They're playing up. They played up to 4A current. They're playing up. And that says a lot for Coach Kelly in the A. They're not yeah. scared. They went on the road, played a good Baldwin team that was in the top five and two A in the state. Who then Baldwin won the Skunk Bowl last week yes, sir, against Baldwin. Boonville. Yeah. So you know that's a, that's a, that's a solid, very solid Baldwin team. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of excited. We're gonna have pictures, oh, highlights. I'm, I'm all super kinda. excited. And then like with the some other thing about with the live broadcast, you know, I figure a lot of people are gonna be at the game. They are. You can have your phones out. They'll be watching. You can go to the bathroom. That's true. Still keep up. Carry it with you. You go consistent. You, you can't, still keep up. Or if you just can't make the. Uh, or if you can't make. Can't make it. If you're a Kasuth fan or a Ripley fan, you're watching this. Yeah. Tune it in. We'll have all the action with Owen Peyton Taylor and John Noel. Kid, you jumped on the, on the stream last I week did. for a second. Yeah. Talk man, a little bit. You yeah. might hop up there and see where. Man, I was on. Yeah. I might see what's going there. on and. Yeah. Kind of figure things out. So we again we're we're kinda of sticking with Tippin County Sports. We talked Ripley's opponent this week in depth there. Yeah. Faulkner has got Alcorn Central on the road yeah. at Central. And Central <laughs> lost their opening night game twelve nothing. Jay Z George. They mm-hmm. won last week twenty one No, uh uh twenty six to six. Twenty six six against Thrasher. Yeah. Who Thrasher had won a game they beat a uh, Middleton opening week, and now yeah. Middleton is so it's just a circle here of who's playing who. Yeah. But um, Middleton is playing Walnut. Yeah, they go to Walnut. fully expect Walnut to move to three and O, handle business in that one. That's that's a uh, cross state lines big rivalry game though a lot of those kids kind of because walnut and middleton are like what seven miles apart yeah. or something yeah man, probably like seven miles apart something like that yeah. they those kids are very familiar with each other yeah and yeah yeah we talked about that middleton's pretty good in basketball yeah they always have not great, so much in football no 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 they're not a football school it's one of the very few mhsaa tennessee high school athletic association Rivalry games. Yeah. There's not many in the state that play regularly. Yeah, that this may be the only one that plays regularly. Occasionally, Corinth will play like McNary Central. Yeah, but they don't play them every year. Whereas Walnut and Middleton, they play 
they play every year. Yeah. So I can't think of it off the top of my head. I can't think of any DeSoto County teams. I may ask Bob Bakken, who runs DeSoto County News and DeSoto County Sports for me. Yeah. I don't know if I'd call it a robbery. I don't. Well, no, I, mean, I can't remember the last. Middleton, Middleton has I don't know if they've ever won. I know I have. I've, I've never seen a Middleton or victory in this never contest. I, I haven't seen many even close ones. Yeah. No. But I mean, I guess rivalry in the sense that they play a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. do play yeah. pretty regularly, and for the last several years, they've played. Yeah, pretty much every year. Yeah, it's a good gate, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, yeah, all the kids go to church game. together and yada yada yada. Yeah. So that's that's what it's really played for. Yeah. But anyway, so that's where. I mean, I I think Faulkner has a has a shot against Central though. I think they do. I mean, I think they they might could pull that one out. Um, you know, and that would be big for that'd them. be big for them. You know, man, going into yeah. district play, this is their last. Game pre district. Yeah, I think they play it. Have you got their schedule? Yep, because they no, they actually uh, volleyball. Yeah, uh, TCPS. Yeah, so they're and they actually have a week off. Okay, so they're on bye week. Yeah, they have a bye week on the sixteenth, and then they get a win, go into bye week, building off that. That'd be good. I think that's kind of what they're. I think that's kind of what their plan is. That'd be you know. We're playing to win every week, obviously, but yeah. But I think that uh, a win into bye week ahead of district play will be be big for them. I mean, it'd be great. Uh, it'd be great, but like I said, they've shown improvement. They have shown improvement, and uh, you know, you just got to keep keep building. Yeah, that's man. all you all yeah. you can really do is you just build on build on what you got. So, all right. So we've talked. Uh, Football, you know, we'll have a kind of a feature on Ripley and what to maybe expect for them going forward or some just a column on what people are saying about Ripley throughout the state and what yeah. our personal opinions are there. Yeah. So we think Ripley's going to have, a, a, you know, a big game this week and a chance to kind of set the pace for the rest of the season. I yeah. think Walnut gets a win. I think Faulkner's in a winnable game. So yeah. Tip County might pull out a 3-0 and week. That'd be a good week. Yeah. I can't remember the last three and zero. Yeah, I'd have to look back. It's been, ooh, it's been a couple of years for sure. Before, yeah. With all three teams getting a win the same week. Yeah, and the biggest thing I like to say with you know anyone who's asking about Ripley or Walnut, you know, with the season they've you know been started with, I mean, just enjoy the season. Yeah, that's I mean, true. There are there are a bunch of things that go into having success uh-huh. got to stay healthy you know that's the number one thing you, you got to execute you know you got to have some luck and so uh, and it's a long it's a long season there's a lot a of season. a lot of time yeah. in front of us to see where wins and losses wind up but that's what yeah. we're here for to write and talk about is you know how the season's gonna go yeah. that's gives us something to do and something i'm looking forward to i've watched a little of uh New Albany and uh, Etiwamba yeah. tonight, and uh, that was a good one. New Albany was down at the half, and uh, they made a push in the second half and uh, scored. Uh, Etiwamba came back and scored. New Albany answered with eight seconds to go in the third quarter. Isaac Smith breaks one. Who's Isaac Smith? Is, I mean, he's been he's tremendous. By, he's, yeah, yeah, he's been recruited by. Pretty George much every Bama. SEC, yeah, every, every SEC, SEC program. And that week he had just got back from uh, Notre Dame. Yeah. 
And, uh, oh, yeah, SEC and beyond. I mean, yeah. he's a big-time, oh, yeah, big-time four-star. Yeah. But he brought one about 70 yards. And, um, it was, you know, it was about over with after yeah. that. Yeah, so when you have a player like that, too, yeah. it it makes a difference. There have been several in Tippett County over the years that, you know, yeah. you just kind of expect big things from game, you know, yeah. game after game. Yeah. Kind of looking. So, all right, well – Let's let's talk on volleyball just a little. We're about we're at roughly the mid season of volleyball. Yeah. Roughly. I mean it you know, close to, to the mid midway point. Um I guess we'll just I'll start we'll start with most wins and work our way down. So what it's looking like with me, what I've got is Walnut at thirteen and four. They won a state title two years ago. Played deep into the playoffs last year. Met, met a really good Belmont team yeah. that won state and is the top ranked two A team in the state this year. But they're thirteen and four. That's, I mean, and their losses have been to Alcorn Central. Very oh, yeah. quality. Yeah, our losses have been to some quality opponents. Um, so I, I think they're looking at another deep playoff run under Coach Kelly Hopper. I'm thinking that they have a another big, another big playoff run. So, but anyway, I've got them at thirteen and four. I've got Pine Grove at seven and nine. Big, the big story really for Pine Grove over the season losing Ellie Fryer. That was a, yeah. that's a uh, that's a big loss. That's a big loss for their volleyball and basketball. Yeah, and she, basketball. However, um, she could make it back. Depending, you know, depending that, on how rehab, depending goes. on how rehab goes, and then that would. I mean, obviously, that'd be big, you know, to have her. If back. they can hold out, you know, keep because see, they gave Belmont all they Belmont all they wanted in the two A district championship game last year at yeah. Belmont. You talking about uh, volleyball? Yeah. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about basketball. Okay, basketball. Okay. With oh, with yeah, Ellie, yeah, yeah. so if Ellie can, you know, get can, back in time back. for that, yeah. which you know. I can't, you know, it's just going to depend yeah. on how rehab goes. Doctors hope, or they're con, or they're hoping she can make it back by March. Okay, and that would that be big for basketball and especially for, for softball. softball, which is her. Yeah. You know, that's she's got because she's committed already yeah. to uh, Northwest, Northwest yeah. there. So, so we're hoping for a speedy recovery for Ellie for sure. Good kid, yeah. good ball player, has been around Tippa County sports. Her entire life, yeah. essentially, was out Basically. there toting water bottles around and keeping stats and yeah. towels, whatever. Yeah, whatever. He's been out there know. for a long time. Yeah. Okay. So then, just going down the line, we got Faulkner at four and eight. Faulkner looks very improved. It's uh, Coach Brad Barnes' first year His at the helm. Year. Yeah. We've seen them a few times. You've seen them a, a time or two. I've they seen did. them a couple of times. Yeah. And we talked a few minutes um, after. Um, the Faulkner, uh, Faulkner Walnut, Faulkner Walnut, yeah. You know, and he's, um, you know, I mean, he's learning. Yeah. And uh, the reason he he told me the reason he took the the volleyball job was, you know, he just got burnt out doing just football only. Yeah. I think he'd done football for the last ten years. I mean, he wanted something different, and uh, volleyball a growing sport, so it it's kind of it is. But yeah, they got they got a, I think they. Got some improvement there from I've seen them the last you know couple of years and just I think they got some more wins in them. I mean, like I said, they're four and eight right now, but I yeah. believe they're I believe they're going to 
notch a few more wins this season and yeah, kind of build on that with yeah. a first year coach maybe to, to go. Yeah, on. and like me watching them against Walnut, you know the the first set um, that was a tough one, but I mean you know they were winning in the second set um, against Walnut and just you know kind of. And then Walnut comes back at the end and, and sort of wins that one. Yeah. And Walnut's, uh, like I said, a tough – they're a super tough – a super tough team in yeah. 2A. Um, yeah. And they're dealing with the injury. They lost – I got to bring up the name. You talking about Faulkner? No, Walnut. Walnut. Yeah. Who, who about they coach, got out? Um, Kelly Hopper. I know the number. I got to call the name. 22 is the number. Who and as is soon as I pull up my app. So we'll have it pulled. But I mean, a lot of it's deep. They they play they play a lot. She plays a lot of a lot of girls. Yeah. Up there. And Coach Kelly Hopper is one of the best volleyball coaches around. See, like yeah. I said, state state built the walnut program from you know from jump built street. The, uh, and uh started the program at uh Kasu Yeah. Well. So yeah, so she's Built a couple of what are some tough programs there. Um, let me see who who number twenty two. And I'm hoping on. to have. I hope we'll have. But injuries are part of it. I mean, you know, injuries are definitely something every team kind of has to. Every team is having to deal with, especially as you get into the season, especially volleyball. Well, uh, they just move so much. You know, so much sharp movement. With volleyball, so any yeah. anytime you have a sport where you're moving, um, yeah, twenty two. That's Dusty Tennyson. Okay, she is a she is a middle hitter. Okay, and uh, so you know losing her, you know, Hopper was talking about you know having to adjust, you know, and move players around. So uh, you having to adjust to that. Well, I think they're looking at a looking at another deep playoff run. Yeah, hopefully everybody stays healthy. We. Any at any at the beginning of any sporting event, kind of the top thing that I'm looking for is everybody stay healthy. Of course, I have the teams that you know you, you want to win, the teams you cover, and teams you know, and you know you want to see them win, obviously. Yeah. But um, primarily, just everybody staying healthy yeah. is our is our number one concern. So then, so we talked Walnut, Faulkner, Pine Grove, Ripley. Now they're three and eleven right now, but. They played North Pontotoc really close in district play, and then they won last night in sweeping fashion over Corinth, yeah. three to nothing. So, throw everything out the window. We're in district, you know. It's pretty much district play from here on out. Yeah, I mean those are the ga- only games you're concerned. Those are the only games that matter. Yeah. So, Ripley is going to try to just, you know, they, say they get take another win over Ripley, get past North Pontotoc. They got some other games that are winnable in district play. They're taking three teams per per district into the playoffs this year. It was yeah. two. Now it's three. Um, I mean, I think Ripley has, you know, and they look improved too. They do. I mean, they first year coach, which we've talked about. Yeah, Coach Boo. We've kind of talked about her situation. On the on the podcast and 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 wrote about it and I've posted posted about it. Yeah. So they're I really a lot. and I, so yes, they're dealing with a lot and I think that. But I, I do think, like I said, Ripley, you just watch them and they. 
Well, they they took a took a set from a really good Walnut squad. Took a set from somebody else in the Alcorn Central tournament. So anyway, they're winning some sets and and playing tough. I'm thinking Ripley has an outside shot of getting into the playoffs in 4A. Yeah, and that's what you want to see. You know, you want to be competitive. Yeah. And so. And they've got some players that have been in that system, been been there playing volleyball for Ripley for several years, Zoe Green and and several others that have been there. So I'm thinking thinking that – but it'll be big, like toward the end of the season, they will they'll finish out with North Pontotoc, Pontotoc, you know, New Albany, North Pontotoc, Pontotoc, and Corrin. Yeah. Those are all all district yeah. games that they're going to look towards, and that's where everybody's looking towards right now. Yeah. So, and then another team in our area that's one of the top teams in the state, the defending one A state champions from Hickory Flat, have looked tremendous. Yeah. Um, I think they're them, and I tell you a game that. We might, I might get us both that here sometime. Maybe when the if 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 and when they meet in the playoffs, or maybe check them out independently before. But Ingemar Hickory Flat in one A, yeah, that's, that's your those good. that's your essentially that's your that's your North Half Championship. I think in one A, they're yeah. very tough. But Hickory Flat, our neighbor there in Benton County that we cover, those girls those girls are good. So we're yeah. gonna we're gonna put them on the schedule to see. Some more this year. Yeah, well, Walnut lost to North, lost to Hickory Flat last week. I think it was last Tuesday. Yeah, but you know Hopper, you know she talked about, you know the difference in. Uh, and they had they some chances. Them. Yeah, they had some chances in that game. They kind of unforced errors, serving errors. Yeah, et cetera, that's what et she mentioned. You know, unforced kind of, errors. You know, and you can't. You're not you can't beating a win good team. You're beating yourself. No, and you're not being a good team on the road. You're not being a team like Hickory Flat yeah. on the road. I mean, Hickory Flat's beat. They beat Belmont, the two A champion. They beat uh, Kosuth. I mean, they beat some really good, yeah. really good teams. So, so like I said, Hickory Flat, very tough. Angamar too. So, so that'll be a game to watch. Um, volleyball in our area has really skyrocketed mm-hmm. after several years of it being played more in the Jackson area and DeSoto County and the coast. Really, in our kind of hill, the hill country bas- traditional basketball. So you get these basketball girls. Who are in good good basketball shape? They're tough minded. They'll get out there and do whatever you ask them. Yeah. It's just getting those girls to learn the game, and I think this area is going to produce more and more championships. I mean, Belmont's a historical uh, basketball program, and Hickory Flat, and, and so you get a team like Pine Grove, maybe that's you know basketball school, but teach those girls the really the ins and outs, and just over time of the because a lot of these girls had never picked up a volleyball until the last, like, whatever, three years that they've yeah. had a high school program and never never played it. Whereas you play basketball growing up or play uh, softball. softball, you know, you play those, Little League, whatever, all the way through, but you don't really do that with volleyball. But as that becomes more the norm, they play what's called club volleyball. I think yeah. some of these hill country teams are really going to be tough in volleyball over the next Give them because like New Sight, they just got a team this year. Wheeler, either just got a team this year or last year. So some of these, once those programs kind of get their girls plugged in, I think volleyball in this neck of the woods is going to produce lots of state champions, yeah. in my opinion. And and I think on that too, like volleyball, just like archery, 
like these sports that you know that you're bringing in you give you know more kids an opportunity yeah that's true you know everybody does well, there's scholarship I mean, there's scholar and there's scholarships out there available for for all of that archery mm-hmm. and um well like blue mountain college right over here's got a you know a, a really competitive volleyball team and they've mm-hmm. had for several years and they've had several local girls um wind up there at at bmc lady mm-hmm. toppers yeah and i think that's the biggest benefit um is that you give more kids an opportunity mm-hmm. to you know pay for their college or, yeah and, i 100 percent agree yeah and that's the name of the game really that's why yeah i mean it, knowing what's out there and it, plus it kind of just gives them something to do keep them a little bit out of you know there's some kids maybe and there's some kids that maybe only show up and try at school because they know they've got to have a C average to play. And that's the only reason they're trying academically, and it kind of, you know, yeah. they, they, they move on from there. Yeah, I mentioned archery. Uh, that coach, Quinn. Yeah, Coach Quinn, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he told me, like on this last uh, squad they had at one yeah. stage, mm-hmm. that he had two players that, the only reason why they were doing good in school was because of archery. Yeah, that's right. And I think yeah. that's a natural thing. You get kids something they're interested in, a, yeah. kind of the, the carrot or the stick, yeah. kind of. And, yeah. you know, stick, maybe it's not working, but, you know, you never can tell that stick. carrot. Yeah. Here it yeah. might get yeah. So, anyway, all right, well, that's volleyball. We've got more season to play there. We'll do a playoff update kind of maybe next week. We'll have a playoff update together for everyone here. Yeah. Um, okay, so I do want to mention this real quick, and then we'll talk just a little SEC football, then we'll wrap things up. Uh, Chandler Ray, cross-country at Faulkner, turned in like one of the top times in the state of Mississippi at the first meet of the year, which was, I believe, in Florence, Alabama. I'd have to look that up. But anyway, he was out outside of this area running, and he ran like a... I had to get the time. I wish I had it in front of me. But either way, he ran a career-best time that would have really crushed 1A to 1-1A state with his time. So that's yeah. a name. And he won the 3,200-meter in track. Kind of now is going to be like the favorite to win a cross-country state title um, this year. And then, of course, Walnut. We've got Gabe McWayne. Yeah, and, I was, and yeah. So they've got several. I mean, we might have several. Um, cross country state titles. Yeah, I was year. talking to uh, Brad Von Cannon about we were just texting. He make sure I add the stats for the uh, Joe Bow, but he told me he was telling me about Gabe uh, McElwain. He won the first meet. Yeah, he won uh, his first the, yeah. the first meet of the year too. Yeah, he, he won his first meet, and he's a defending cross country champion. And thirty, he won the same thing. Yeah, the sixteen and the thirty, the sixteen and the thirty, just the one mile and the two mile. Gabe is one of our standout performers for sure as far as Tippecanoe County athletes go. But we're, you know, we're, I'm excited. I'm excited for cross country. I mean, that's another thing. We kind of talked volleyball and uh, another opportunity. Yeah. Another opportunity. Had had some kids last year that are running cross country at at Blue Mountain College. And I know Gabe has had some, offers and talks to run in college and he will i mean he's a top level runner chandler yeah. ray's another one he's gonna and i so i looked at their two times and they were very close like whatever gabe's and chandler ray's at faulkner's whatever their times were in their opening meets were within like worth i think they were within five seconds yeah 
of each other. So we could do a Jobo Jobo country. We'll sponsor it. Jobo. We will sponsor it. Yeah. We'll find some. We can run it at Blue Mountain College. Yeah. Uh, That'd be great. Check it out. Just all out run for yeah. school bragging rights. I'm gonna yeah. have to message both. It's Austin Hopper at Faulkner is the yeah. cross country and get up with him and Miss Jackie Von Cannon and be like, hey guys. I wonder if each one of them will run in the. What's the fundraiser coming up in Walnut? The Walnut Fire Department. 5K. Uh, yeah, Freedom 5K. The 5K. Is that, October 8th. Oh, no, Firehouse 5K. Firehouse 5K, October 8th. I don't know. I need to go cover that and see. Yeah. We could do it there if they're both going to run, which I they probably will. And I think it's going to be early in the morning. I plan to be in Stark Vegas for okay. homecoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's home. So, so that's a good segue, I guess, into yeah. talking about how Ole Miss and State looked this last year, and Southern. We'll talk Southern too, because we're talking about three big three Mississippi schools, and I guess Jackson State too. Jackson State looked tremendous, and what they're going through, like with yeah, the with the water situation. situation. Yeah, they practice. Uh, they practice in Starkville before heading out uh, to Florida. Yeah, and uh, they laid it on Florida and M. Yeah. Big. And that, yeah, and that Jackson water situation. I mean, that's it's, it's wild. That's awful. It's terrible. It it's terrible I mean, that we're a capital cities in that state of disrepair. But yeah. but anyway, so we'll try to wrap this up talking sports. Mississippi State looked. I mean, looked the part. I mean, early I, I saw that. Uh, Will Rogers won the Davy O'Brien and Manning Award quarterback of the week. Both, I yeah, believe. He. Or was one of their maybe, star performer, yeah. whatever it's called. Maybe he didn't win the like thirty nine for forty eight for four fifty and five yeah, scores. Four fifty and five scores. That's pretty tough opening yeah. week. And then so you look so they they won big, got revenge over Mississippi State. You look at Ole Miss who got the win. Running game looks sound, defense looks sound, still quarterback plays up kind and so Kiffin said that um it's, it'll be Luke Altmeyer. This, in week two, in week two, he's getting the opening snap. And who? And, and Dart got the got the uh, Dart got the opening snap there. He didn't play bad. He just didn't yeah. kind of. And there was, I think, one play. Kiffin called it. Receivers wide open. Kiffin does his. He throws his hands up. You know, like touchdown. Yeah, Dart doesn't there. throw over there. He calls the exact same play the next time. Is like, look here. It's where there was a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I think, and, and Dart's a nineteen year old. I mean, yeah. you know, he's. True sophomore, nineteen-year-old. Who knows? Altmaier maybe has a little firmer grasp on the offense. He, they're going to trot him out there opening week, and then Southern Miss nearly beat famous Mississippi alumni Hugh Freeze and Liberty. Liberty, uh, Liberty, but Liberty, Liberty pulled it in, pulled Liberty. it out. I had Southern Miss to win, but they lost. Whatever, twenty-one twenty, whatever the score was. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't uh, look at it all the way, but I heard uh, Will Hall's quote was, "Yeah, they have to play better," but he was. Kind of fit at the uh, the crowd. The crowd situation yeah. was, of course, it's super hot and muggy down yeah. in Hattiesburg. But that's still, you know, opening game. You really want you a want big, a big crowd. Show, you yeah. want to be on a big crowd, yeah. especially Liberty coming to town. Kind of a national, a little bit of a national program. They yeah. got a big fan base. Yeah. Uh, who? Okay, LSU. Are they going to run Brian Kelly out of town, or what's going to happen there? I don't know about that, but that last. Quarter. It was crazy. It was wild sequence of events. Ninety nine yards, a minute fifteen right. seconds. And I can't, I and can't divulge who this was, but we know a person locally who bet a parlay 
for all SEC teams to win. And, and that was that the was one. the loss, the LSU. Oh man, so they went thirteen. He went thirteen and thirteen one. and one. So you talking about a fourteen game parlay? Fourteen game parlay would have won ten grand on a. It was either a ten dollar bet or a hundred dollar bet. It's probably I can't ten dollars. Would have won ten thousand dollars and lost it on the LSU final sequence. To to whoever you are out there, and you probably are. Listening. I feel your pain. <laughs> I absolutely feel your pain. It's tough. That would be a tough way to go. But either way, so we're right in the middle of all kind of sports things happening. This has been our first live. Yeah. We're right at 45 minutes, which is where I wanted to be. We'll hope the sound – we hope it sounds good out there. It sounds good on our end. Hopefully it sounds yeah. good to you guys. And, man, let us know what you think. Let us know. Send us yeah. some messages. We're about to wrap things up. Yeah. This if you is, sound like idiots, just say, hey, Yeah, man, just message like us. We're idiots. big boys. Yeah. We can, we can it. take it. We can take it. Can so, take anyway, it. we'll have the Kossuth-Ripley game this week, a bunch of other games across the state. We'll have coverage. We're going to have the broadcast, pictures, video, highlights, stories. Go to tipusports.com for more of that. We may try to get on here and talk uh, some statewide football next week, maybe. Just some big yeah. games across the state. Talk about that. But anyway, you've been listening to the Mississippi Sports Report here at the RCTV19 studios. I'm John Myers. This is Kedrick Story. Peace out. <laughs>